Welcome back to Silent Plus Podcast. Been a while. It has been a hot minute. My name is Josh Watford, and across the table from me is... John Nicholson. John Nicholson. Get off that phone. Yeah, I know, man. I had to check. I'm make sure my wife... Getting distracted. Oh, right yeah. Well, you can talk to your wife later. It's more important. <laughs> totally kidding. Anyways, it has been uh, the longest hiatus that we've taken since we've started the podcast. It's the only hiatus we've taken. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and uh, it's just been COVID stuff right. and, uh, you know, being quarantined and being... You were sick, actually, and yep. uh, school being out. It's just... It's just been crazy. 2022 has started off nice and crazy. So hang on, folks. <laughs> sure has. We've uh, kind of canceled some of the stuff uh, going on at the church from Sunday school. Well, not necessarily canceled, but some have moved online. And uh, we are encouraging people to, you know, join us online right. during Sunday service. But also we're, we're still here. On Sunday morning. We're, we're definitely still here and was had a good crowd this past Sunday. Right. I, was, I was glad to see everybody there and uh so we're we're taking our precautions and and just to reiterate you know uh, on that note um we're not going to move from fear because uh, that's right. not how we operate we operate from a different standpoint because of who we are in christ but we are going to be wise and we want to be wise we want you to be wise so certainly if you know you've been exposed probably best for you to stay away or if you are heavily immunocompromised there's the big word uh it might be best for a week or two to stay away right now while this spike is occurring. And we're in close contact and communication with Dr. Luther and Dr. Lishman and Dr. Lee, uh, just getting their advisement on how to move forward right now. Um, Because, again, we don't want to be cavalier. We don't want to be foolish, but we want to be wise. And church family, let me just say thank you. Mm -hmm. You guys have been incredible. It's been hard, and it's going to continue to be hard. But you guys have been incredible and responsive, and you've been committed. Uh, it's been a joy seeing you come week in and week out um, and, and just dealing with whatever changes have come. So thank you. Um, hang in there. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I echo that sentiment as well. So, But since we've been out, <laughs> we've put out a Google form right. for people to put in questions. And so it was kind of the stump the pastor type thing. So I, I saw some of those questions were trying to do that. Right. And they probably did. Yeah. And so we'll get to some of those questions later. But just to kind of kick all this off, we wanted to take some that were a little more uh, I, maybe non-controversial, uh, maybe isn't yeah. the right word. Basic. But yeah, like just kind of uh, things that you and I could talk about. Uh, kind of openly and freely and uh, we got a pretty good plan I think moving forward but uh, today we really wanted to just discuss things about Bible and theology and going deeper in our faith that we had three or four right. questions about so we wanted to kind of lump those together and and I love these questions because that tells me that there are people out there that are really wanting to dig in and yeah. really wanting to what are those next steps how do I become more to use the term, how do I become more biblically literate? How do I know right, right. what it is I'm reading and why I'm doing that? One of the questions, hold on, let me pull it up. All right. uh, He's it's, pulling it, it up. Yeah, it's right over here. Here it is. What's the importance of reading the Bible in its entirety instead of just being a, quote, New Testament Christian? What say you, Pastor? Well, I would say, yes, we are New Testament Christians. <laughs> <laughs> But Amen to that. Anytime you read the New Testament, you begin with Matthew. He immediately starts quoting the Old Testament. Yep. So if I'm going to know what he's talking about, and there's your nice ambient noise from next door, folks. But if, <laughs> if I'm going to know what Matthew's talking about, I need to have some acquaintance with what he's drawing from. Because he was assuming that whoever he was writing to would understand it. The book of Hebrews, full of the Old Testament yep. stuff. 
if I'm going to understand what the writer of Hebrews is trying to say to me, I need to have at least some acquaintance because he was assuming, again, that his readers would know what he was talking about as he yep. referred to those things. Some of the <laughs> Revelation commentaries that you read, they'll mention there are no explicit Old Testament quotations in Revelation. However, there are some commentators who will say there is an Old Testament allusion that it points back to an Old Testament symbol or something like that in every single verse. Right. John wrote this with all that, and, and God revealed it the same way he's revealed past revelation to his other prophets as well. Yeah, you get to the New Testament, and that's one of the things about the Gideon New Testament yeah. that they pass out. You can come to a saving faith of Jesus Christ through reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, or, or any of the right. uh, New Testament epistles or, or anything, even if you've never read the Old Testament. Right. I, I fully believe that. You can know the gospel of Jesus in a saving way without reading the Old Testament. However, if you want to put on new spectacles and see <laughs> the world in 3D, color, IMAX, 4K, whatever you want to say it, it just makes the New Testament come alive so much more ritually. And it makes and, the Old Testament come alive. Yeah, that's, that was where I'm I was sorry, going I, next. I jumped yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so you read through the Old Testament, and it builds that anticipation for the New Testament yeah. and makes the New Testament seem so much more rich. But then going back and reading the Old Testament after reading the New Testament makes the, New, the Old Testament seem so much more rich. Yeah, wouldn't you have loved to have been one of those guys on the road to Emmaus when Jesus yeah. starts to tell them, the story from the law and the prophets. Yep. He, he just unpacks the Old Testament scripture and says, this is what it was pointing to, guys. Don't you get it? And then finally their eyes are open. They say, oh, yeah, I yep. got it. So, you know, and I just imagine, you know, like Peter or Nicodemus, who was, you know, obviously a teacher of the law. And he comes to Jesus in John chapter 3 in the night, a night kind of coming. He comes in the dark. He's not only physically dark, but spiritually dark. But he comes to understand Jesus is the light of the world. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how differently Nicodemus went back and read Isaiah or Deuteronomy and saw the yeah. fulfillment of all these things in Jesus. Wow. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. And you just don't get that if you are only reading the Old Testament or only reading the New Testament. Right. Because there are some that only read the Old Testament. That's the Jewish people. They, right. they would only read the Old Testament. And we beg with them and say, look, just move to the New Testament and see the, the goodness of the fulfillment that has come. Right. Uh, and then there are some, uh, even in the church today, I say the church, I don't know about Siloam, but just the church at large, they would say, we don't need the Old Testament. All we need is the New Testament. Yeah. Again, you can come to a saving faith of Jesus Christ by reading just the New Testament. But God has given us his full revelation. Yeah. Why not take advantage of it and see the goodness of God as displayed in, in all the Bible? Right. So, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good reason to read the whole Bible together so that we can know God more fully. Right. Which leads us to the next question that came up, was, and it had to do with about the basics. How do, how do I become more biblically literate? How do I, how do I get hold of something? Because it is a big, sprawling story, thousands of years, three continents, language, cultures that are different, names that we can't pronounce. Yep. You know, how, how do I engage with that story? And that's, that is a challenge. You go get a Ph.D. Right. You go right ahead. 
No. That, one thing I want to be completely clear about, you do not have to have a PhD no. in the Bible to understand the Bible. Not at all. You're exactly right. It doesn't require the PhD. It just takes a desire and a willingness. That's right. Yeah. You know, and God's promise that, you know. You need if, the Spirit. Yeah, we need yeah. the Spirit. And He's He's given that. It's ready. Uh, but also just to have that hunger. Because uh, if we hunger for it, He said He'll fill us up for it. Yeah. And so, you know, it's part of that desire. But, and it's a lifetime project. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've been at this now, oh gosh, I went to Sanford in 1985, 80, yeah. Uh, it was when I started my theological career, but I was already reading the Bible before that. As a, before as a I was born. Child and tenders, yeah, thank you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I have to bring that up. Oh, I don't think I've done any old jokes on here. You've done plenty that. of short jokes, so I owed you an old joke. Well, so so very well taken. But uh, you know, I, I've been at this a long time, and I'm still. I mean, there are pieces of the puzzle that it's still aha moments. It's a fresh discovery. Oh, I never saw where that connected. I yeah. will never forget uh, one of my Old Testament, one of the New Testament professors at Sanford, uh, Dr. W. T. Edwards. Uh, he said, boys, the more you read this thing, the more you see it hangs together. And and he is exactly right. You know, I remember hearing him say that when I was 18 years old, and now I'm about to turn 55. And and it's more true today yeah. than it was. So keep at it. Uh, you're not going to understand all of it. But you keep getting pieces of it, and you add that next piece, and, oh, well, that makes better sense. Yep. And then you go back and read through it again, and it, you add some more pieces to it. And, uh, and, it, and it is. It is one story. It's not a lot of little small stories yeah. disconnected. It is one story. Every piece of it from Genesis to the last chapter of Revelation is all connected. Yeah. So practically speaking, how can we get a basic understanding of the Bible? Number one is pretty Read obvious. It. Read it. Yeah. <laughs> and now <laughs> And then we got to talk about the practicality of that. You know, do you read a chapter a day? Do you read, you know, 80 chapters a day or whatnot? And that's that's all up to you. I was going to say, the answer is yes. Yeah. Just read. And, you know, I know one of the things that Becca's been doing has she's been putting an earphone in, and just as she's walking about doing stuff around the house, she's listening through Scripture, and she she can go through large chunks of Scripture. And I've done that as well, been able to – Go through. We've done the Bible in ninety days. I did that through listening through the Bible, Um, and so you can. I I, I do encourage at some point going through large chunks at a time because you said it's one overarching story. The more you read in one sitting, or just a, a you know, the less sittings you have. The quicker and the better you get that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can better see that full story rather than just thinking. There's spliced up stories kind of right. pieced together uh, in some kind of ragtag type of way. But, yeah, other practical ways of getting the basics. Well, one of the, and one of the things that we're planning to do, and you'll be hearing more about this, is we're going to, um, on Sunday evenings in February March, look at uh, going through a, a course by Max Anders called Understanding the Bible in 30 Days. Now, we're going to do it in two months. But, uh, um, but he does such a good job and one of the ahas that came out of that when I encountered this book I guess 10 or 11 years ago now was that for the Old Testament when I read the Old Testament those first 17 books are the timeline everything after that fit back into those first 17 books somewhere Mm -hmm. which is because usually when we pick up a book today I open page one and the story flows from there whether it's a novel or whether it's a history textbook or you know whatever page one and I read to the end that's not the structure of the Old Testament and this is one of those biblical literacy things that we need to have there are different types of literature and they're different and and the 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 historic part the the storyline 
is in those first 17 books of the Old Testament. Psalms and Job and Proverbs and, you know, the prophets, they all fit back into those first 17 books. And that was a, oh, light bulb moment for me. Again, you know, this is something that I've had enough education behind me. I should have really figured that out, but I'd never put it together like that. Um, And so having some of those kinds of tools. And, and that's one of the great things. Max Anders and his in this study that we're going to do on Sunday nights is one of the most accessible and uh, and, and really most practical um, tools that I have encountered of getting the big arc. Yeah. That's what he calls story. it. He calls it the Bible arc of history. Right. And you'll be seeing this while we go through it. But if I had that when I was in my undergrad. Oh, man, yeah. I would have been light years ahead of where I am even today because I would have already had that understanding. I was trying to understand the big story without these pinpoints or uh, you know markers right. that that gave me an understanding of where I was in the story. Right. And that's what Max Anders does. And really looking forward to going through that with with the church family. It's just a it great is, resource. Yeah, it's really really good. It really is. And and it, but it's not the only resource for that. There are no. other tools like you know we did the walk through the Bible conference class a number of years ago now. But that's another good tool that's out there. There, there are all kinds of tools, and and I would encourage you, you know, go look. I'm sure there's some online with the, uh, you know, the logos and those kinds of things that could also help you see that. Getting hold of a timeline, a chart, just a picture, you know, because we are different learners. Some of mm-hmm. us are going to learn just from the reading. Some of us need to put our hands on things. You know, get you some blocks and, you know, write the books of the Bible out and put them yep. in their in their pockets where they belong, and so that you can begin to see that. You know, if it's if it's more kinetic in your learning style, but begin to get those big pieces and then also the big players you know we need to know Moses and where he fits in and David where does he fit in and why is he in line with the story and then where does Isaiah come into this and so forth you know having the big I guess milestones the mile markers if you will kind of help us find our way along the way and that's a a tremendous help um, uh, that's there so I I would encourage you to do that Um, and, you know, if you can plug in with us on Sunday nights in February, March, uh, assuming we're going to be able to get back together like we plan to, um, you know, certainly want you to do that so that you can become more biblically literate. And I think as we become more biblically literate, I know for me, the more that I have learned about how this story fits together, the more I want to read those stories. Yeah, yeah. Because I, when, I, when I get to Samuel, I realize, okay, here's what's going on in the bigger picture. Here's where I am in this salvation story Mm -hmm. and now I can begin to see some of those pieces or Elijah and Elisha and what they're doing and why that's important to this story Um, it's really a, uh, a helpful thing for the bigger picture yeah the last practical thing that I have for getting the big picture is uh, it's a ministry called The Bible Project, mm-hmm. and they are on Faith Life TV, right. uh, but they're also on YouTube. They have their own website and all that kind of stuff, so you can find them all over the place. But they particularly have, I think they have one video that goes through the entire Bible, then they have a video for each testament, and then they have videos for each book of the Bible. Right. And so they break it down like that to give you the big picture, but then they increasingly get more uh, honed in on the individual books. And so I would highly – we might even put this in the show notes. Yeah, I think, you, I think we should because I, those are great because most of those are – maybe 10, 15 minutes. They're yeah, not yeah. terribly long. It's the kind of thing that if, while you're eating your oatmeal over you know, at breakfast, you could pop it on and watch through that and get a sense of here's this next piece of this puzzle. And and to, to 
to digest a little bit more of that. Yeah, and uh, highly, it's it's okay to have these types of helps sure. as you're walking through the Bible. Right. Uh, I I strongly encourage people to read cliff notes before they read the actual book. Now, but that's me. Right. <laughs> that's me. I, I know some English teachers are probably cringing right now. Uh, but I like to have a an overview before yes. I dive into the minutia, so I know where I'm at in the story. Right. And you may have a study Bible that you use. Yeah. Your study yeah. Bibles are great resources for this very reason. I know you don't use them, but I love them. Right. Well, I do use them. I just not for my daily, but yeah. you know, uh, but they have some great helps for that purpose. Right. Here's where I'm going. Here's what the story that I'm going to be engaging with in this section of Scripture is all about. Yeah. And can help you along with some of those waypoints along the way. So that's a, that's a really good good help. All right, so here is another kind of common question that we got that uh, probably about two or three like this. Why is studying theology important for the average Christian? If I don't have to go get a Ph.D. and a, uh, a master's and all that kind of stuff in theology, uh, why is it important for the average Christian to do it? A.W. Tozer said, what you think about God is the most important thing about you. Mm-hmm. We are all theologians. Yeah. If if you're listening to this, you are a theologian because you're thinking about God. That's that's all the word means. Kelly Bowen, Latin, thank you. Theologos. <laughs> right. Actually, those are two Greek words, but you know, um, but you know, it's, it's thinking about God. How do what what do I think about God, and how do I think about God? And that's all that theology is 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 working through what is it that I I know of God. This goes to the command that we're getting in Deuteronomy that Jesus picks up and, and uh, amends to, to love God with all my mind. Mm. Um, this is this is a key part of this. You know, we, we get caught up in the passion and the feeling, and that's good, but that's that can't be what drives the ship. It's got to be what do I know of God? How can I know these things about God? And why do I know these things about God? Yeah. That's that's the whole work of theology, and. It's not always easy questions. Job, full of hard questions. He never really gets an answer to any of his questions. Jonah, left with a big question mark. You know, the story doesn't, we, we don't know what ends up with him, you know. Um, there, are, there are hard pieces of that. There are a lot of things that we don't know about God, but there are things that we do know and can know and should know. And that's that work of theology. Um, that's why the, if you will, the average Christian uh, not that there is such a thing, uh, <laughs> but that's why every one of us should do some work there and our culture demands that now uh, maybe more so than ever uh, because there are hard questions and you folks are asking a few of those that uh, we're going to deal with in some future podcasts but our culture is asking us some really hard questions mm-hmm. what does it mean to be a human being yeah. you know is this is this transgender does my body really matter uh, and maybe not that's, that's not something where we are going to have to deal with the technological side of that can I add technology in my body to enhance my performance and still be human? What, 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 you know, what does theology have to say about this? Yeah. Um, these are really hard questions. You know, the, the question that's before the Supreme Court right now on the abortion issue, it's a theological question at the heart. Where, where, where does life, science is answered, life begins at, at conception. Yep. Science answered that pretty unequivocally. What point does that life become human is the question that's being asked. Well, theology, you know, tells us, you know, God told Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Mm. So there's, you know, there's something to who we are that God has created us to be, even before Zygote and, uh, you know, gets together and goes to its, its business of becoming 
what we know as a human being. These are theological questions that have direct impact on our culture. Um, I, I could go on and on. Economics, politics, all those kinds of things. They have theological base, and we need to do good work with that. But Baptists have historically said, no creed but the Bible. <laughs> Some Baptists have said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, we, that, we're noted good for caveat. that. Yeah, we, we're noted for that. It, but, and, and the reason is, is because, well, like Martin Luther, show me from Scripture. You know, that was mm-hmm. his cry. That was his, his driving point uh, with his opposition to what was going on from the Roman Catholic Church at that time. If you can't show me from Scripture, then what are we talking about? Yep. And, and this is what we've got to do in this work of theology. It's not what we may personally think about God. I mean, you know, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got but, you know, a belly button. But not every opinion is as good as another. There is truth, and that's, that sorts out, that sorts wheat from chaff, that sorts things out. And so we've got a hold of that. The problem that comes along, we've talked about this along the way, is is that what we typically do is when we get hold of the truth, we want to beat everybody else up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Paul instructs us to speak the truth in love. Exactly. And we've got to do that. We've got to keep hold of, of that love. And that's part of the doing of theology because as we come to know God, we should begin to reflect his character, his nature, his love um, for us. So why can't I just read the Bible instead of also reading theology books and stuff like that? Well, I, I suppose you could, but... Uh, What's the benefit? Well, I mean, you know, I, I could maybe do all the work on restoring that truck that I've got that uh, I love driving. Um, and I could probably figure out a lot of it on my own, but it sure is helpful to have somebody maybe that's been a little further down the road with it um, than I have to help show me what to do. Yeah. Uh, or maybe show me what to think about. It's not that it's the only right way, but here here's a way to think about doing this. And it's the same way, I think, in, in, in theology. And, you know, I, I read folks that I do not agree with along the way. Yeah, I know. It's a terrible thing. Um, you know, uh, you know, but we we should because that yeah. stretches us. That makes us. Why do I disagree with this? And on what basis do I disagree mm-hmm. with this? Uh, several of the books on my shelf, I could go pull, and they are full of margin notes where I've just scribbled in the, in the margin. You know, where where do you find this? Or I disagree with this point. Or oh, that's really good. I've never looked at it this way. You know, because it helps me to think about it and to see it from a different perspective. Yeah, and I need that. That's good. All right, so we're getting pretty close to time. Okay. So other practical resources for people to get plugged in on all this. I would say Faith Life is going to be a great resource for you. One of the things we're going to be doing as soon as we get back together again is on our Tuesdays, uh, we're going to be walking through a course from Faith Life on church history. I study church history because a lot of folks in church history have done a lot of good theology work that still has importance for us today. Yeah. Uh, We've kind of touched on some of that with our Cloud of Witnesses series that we've done on Sunday mornings, but this would be a time for us to do a little bit more of a deep dive. But if you just have a a particular question about, you know, what's the role of the Holy Spirit? There's a resource there. There's a video teaching from some really highly qualified and respected folks. Again, I may not would agree on every point of minutia, but I think that they are faithful people. Yeah. Uh, You know, that'd be the case with any of the great saints. Augustine, there would be some points I would disagree with him. Martin Luther definitely would disagree with him on some points, you know. But are they faithful to the heart? Yeah, they are. How do we know that? Because I'm going to read my Bible in its entirety. I'm going to mm-hmm. get a picture of the whole story, and I'll begin to see here's things that that 
that matches. That's good. Maybe I, they're seeing that from a different point of view. I may not really agree with where they're coming from, but I, I get what they're trying to say. You know, um, it, and that's that's part of the reason of doing theology. Yeah. So that we can understand those things. You can access these videos on Faith Life right. TV. Uh, I think it's faithlifetv.com. Yeah. I, I think well, that's you what go it to is. The, the tools section on your uh, on Faith Life. Yeah. You've got questions? You know, get in there and just poke around. You'll find it. I promise. Faith Life TV. <laughs> you've got it. And uh, it's a great resource. But there are also other resources. I mean, go out and read. Uh, and if you've got you know looking for suggestions, I can give you some good suggestions. There's some great basics. Uh, you know, Miller Erickson has got kind of a a, a trimmed down version. Uh, of his, you know, um, book that they use in seminary classes, but um, you know, there there are several good theology, accessible theology. I read one by uh, I cannot remember his name. He was a, a black pastor, uh, wrote it back in the 1900s, uh, hmm. early 1900s. Booth. Yeah, Booth. That's yeah. it. Uh, plain theology for plain people, and it's great. I mean, it's just basic theology. Here's what's here's what's there. Uh, you know, there are others um, that I could point you to. Fisher Humphreys, Thinking About God. It's a great little basic theology. Um, you know, but do those things. Yeah. And so we're going to be – so just to recap, uh, over February and March, going to be starting the 30 days to understand the Bible. And so you'll have double the time to go through it because we'll be <laughs> walking through it in two months. That's just kind of how the lessons break down. Right. And so we'll be starting that. You have uh, Faith Life TV to look at, several different resources in there, video teachings of uh, strong evangelical uh, seminary professors walking through from the basics all the way to just about as deep as you want to go. Right. And then you have Logos itself that has a whole bunch of resources, free resources for you in there already. What else do we talk about? Another one that I would mention, and we put this in the show notes as well, is uh, is Bible Study Magazine. They have uh, a their, their first season of podcasts are on biblical literacy. Yeah, just podcasts in general. But and that there was are a, a lot of podcasts out there. But that those were really excellent. There were a couple of places they get off into some kind of academic deep weeds and you're kind of like okay let's move on to but on the whole i would commend them to anyone to listen to and listen through and again these are the kinds of things that you can listen to while you're washing the dishes or you're taking the trip to walmart to pick up the groceries or whatever and just plug it in and listen through it and and it's going to help you grasp some of the bigger th- what are some of the cultural issues that impact how i read this section of scripture yeah what are the geographic issues because geography plays a role in understanding how i read the bible uh what are some of the ge- you know geographic issues that i need to be aware of so that i can understand all those pieces as you begin to gather them they're going to enhance your reading of the bible and as your bible reading is enhanced your theology is going to deepen because you're understanding more of what it was that god was saying to those people at that time what that means for me today. One last thing I want to say. Go for it. If you have questions, ask somebody. Ask. Yeah. Ask. I love having these kinds of conversations with Yes. Yeah. John and I do, but there's plenty of other people in our Absolutely church that knows probably even more than we do yeah. about all this stuff. Probably read the Bible more times than we have. Right. Uh, and probably can answer them way better than we can. And so talk to others right like talk amongst yourselves and you know we can go to google we can go to books we can go to all these and there's nothing inherently wrong with those things but just to uphold the the nature of the community that god has put among us uh he's put so-and-so here for a reason yeah he's put you here for a reason and and we see that being practically worked out i'll give you an yes. example our tlc sunday school class ladies y'all are doing an awesome job i love seeing what's happening because you guys are engaging scripture 
together. Y'all yep. are having conversations about well, recently. Y'all studied through Obadiah that y'all were doing. I mean, it, it triggered some questions for you guys, and I saw y'all dealing with that. And I even had a conversation or two personally with one or two of you about that. That that's beautiful. That is mm-hmm. a wonder when when the church comes together. That's one reason you need to come to Sunday school so that you can engage with God's word. That's one reason to plug in on a Sunday night Bible study. Um, Sunday morning worship time, yes, very important. But when you are able to engage on a small group level and have some conversations with other folks, iron sharpening iron, those kinds of things, uh, there's something that happens in those moments as the Spirit speaks through His people. Uh, it, it's really a marvel. You yep. find incredible growth at those places. That's good. Well, that's all I got, John. What so else do you have? Oh, man, we got all kinds of things. <laughs> we got plenty of other questions There'll be another to deal podcast with. next week, hopefully. Yes, <laughs> so, and so we have plenty more questions to deal in. Uh, just find that link on Faith Life. Right. If, if you have a question, we'd love to deal with some more. We we have some that we're lumping together, like this one. Right. And then there are some other individual ones that we want to take uh, and deal with just on the individual level. And so these will look different from week to week, but we're so thankful for all the questions that we've gotten in so far. Uh, almost 20 questions yeah. so uh, if we did one a week that would be uh, <laughs> a, a long time so that's why we're bundling some of these together and so it, any more questions just send them in our way and we'll uh, gladly take them and, and do our best right. <laughs> prayerfully do our best but anyways uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, we're glad to be back hopefully we can keep the, the streak up and not lose any more uh, streaks going on down the line but uh, share this like it comment on it let us know uh, any other questions and comments that you might have and hopefully we'll see you next time look forward to it thanks thanks